Hi everyone and welcome to The Constant Cheerleader, the podcast that champions the people who go above and beyond to make a difference in the world and their communities over a cuppa. My name is Gemma Stevenson and have we got a first season finale for you. This double header features two fierce women who will be swapping delivering right hooks for delivering knockout chat over their favourite brew. One is already a history maker, a year ago becoming Scotland's first female boxing world champion, and the other was on the verge of making their pro debut at the O2 before um, COVID-19 decided to force us all into lockdown. Here to give us 30 minutes of their mat talk this week are Hannah Rankin and Ellie Scottney. Hello to both of you. Hey, hello. hello. That was some entrance. Um, how's life been for both of you? It's been pretty different. Like when we went, first went into lockdown, I was a bit gutted. Well, I was really gutted because I was due to be fighting again in May. Um, obviously, I know Ellie was due to have her debut literally around the corner. And I was so excited about that as well. So like I was, I was gutted I wasn't going to get to see that. And I was scared that I wasn't going to be fighting um yeah, I was due to be back over in America. So, yeah, I just had a great fight in February and then everything kind of ground to a halt because we didn't have any sort of dates in the diary, couldn't move, everybody was locked in their houses. So, yeah, it's been a bit stressful, but still been working through it and working on things that I want to get better at. So, yeah, trying to stay focused that way. And you two train together, don't you? Have you <laughs> jumped on the bandwagon and uh, Zoom trained with each other yet? We're no. fortunate enough, like, we can um, be in the gym now, can't we? So we ain't really done the zoom thing yet <laughs> we skipped it <laughs> i did fancy seeing anna's face when i trained to be honest it's hard nah, I, I was thinking the same <laughs> <laughs> i mean i will say hannah the minute i asked that question it was an immediate no, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean ellie ellie is like got a concentration span of a gnat so imagine us two trying to talk to each other on it on camera it's like i'm just like no ellie hey ellie uh, it just wouldn't work <laughs> If you had been training together, you would have met Ellie's new sparring partner. Um, I mean, she's had a first knockout before she's even had a pro debut. Ellie, would you like to um, talk to us more about this um, unorthodox sparring partner you found during lockdown? It was a touchy subject, to be honest. What it was, my mum was doing the garden, was all helping. And me being me, I don't really like gardening or anything. So I was trying to act like I was busy. And as I've stepped, there's a rake on the floor and I stepped on the end. And it's hit me smack bang and oh, it was so bad. Honestly, I had to take a knee. I took a good knee. My first knee of my boxing career was from a rake. <laughs> it's not more around the neck than your average person, though, isn't it? Those fights, I'm telling you. So that was the highlight of my lockdown. I'm just waiting for uh, your first fight after lockdown. <laughs> and what your opponent is going to say to you before you get in the ring. She does her research, she's going to end me, I'll tell you. <laughs> it hit the sun, you know. I was like, mum, I've made it. <laughs> For the wrong reason, but all publicity is good publicity, isn't it? Hannah, you've still been teaching during lockdown, haven't you? Yeah, so um, I teach, obviously, my principal studies bassoon, um, and I also play the flute, so I've been giving those lessons all the way through lockdown. And I must admit, it's been slightly challenging because it's really hard to try and teach young kids the flute across a video call because you can't really hear what it sounds like. All you can hear is this kind of high-pitched noise. Um, but <laughs> like, I'm really I'm really proud of them because they're all improving and they're actually putting the work in. And for young kids, their concentration level has been really, really good. But like, I can't wait just to have a face-to-face lesson again and just talk about things and actually really, truly hear what it sounds like because I'm sure there'll be some interesting developments. Um, but... But yeah, no, I've been teaching online and um, also working with my quintet. We um, we no- normally do concerts for schools and, and kids there. 
but we've had to put a concert together across the uh, like in our separate houses and then edit it all together so that's been a real mammoth task but it's actually been quite entertaining so yeah you usually go into care homes as well with your quintet don't you so I mean yeah. obviously that I mean was pretty much off the agenda from the moment lockdown happened wasn't it Absolutely. And so we work with a company called Live Music now, and they, we often go into care homes and schools with that company. And often it's to perform with to people who are living with dementia or Alzheimer's. So we've just done one for a school, and I'm hoping that our next project is going to be putting a concert together for um, the elderly in care homes so that they can play it there so that they can actually... Uh, in, have an interactive concert with us but just on the camera you know I mean I think you should get Ellie involved in this concert um, absolutely I can play the triangle if you want <laughs> I've got a piece for that definitely <laughs> there you go it's happening you might not be able to train together but you can make music together <laughs> there you go it's an exclusive special guest Ellie Scotley on triangle <laughs> I mean it was so well now in all of this uh, very 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 entertaining chat we have forgotten to ask the uh, most important question of this podcast what brews are you joining us with today green tea always green tea i can't have coffee because i just bounce off the walls otherwise so <laughs> green tea it is <laughs> and ellie's got the classic builder's tea mate you gotta make it right though have you seen that video that came out of America on how to make British tea? Oh, that was rotten, wasn't it? Nina gave me a heart attack. I was like, what? She put it in the microwave, didn't she? Yeah. and then she put the milk in, and then the sugar, and then the tea bag. <laughs> so disgusting. Of the disastrous things that have happened during lockdown. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Definitely. It's up there in the uh, top ten. Probably top five. The rake incident goes above that, though. Yeah. Hello. Up there. <laughs> We left that. I mean, ago. we're going to keep bringing it up, Ellie. Um, so let's get to some serious chat. Let's talk about boxing. Um, I mean, the hope is that we are going to get back to boxing soon, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, they just gave. We just had another email yesterday, actually, as an update. Um, uh, fighters are obviously elite, elite level fighters like pros. We're all allowed to be in the gym again. The amateurs aren't allowed in the gym fully yet, but the pros are, and we've just had the, the green light to go ahead with sparring. Um, obviously, there's all these conditions in place, and a lot of it is actually common sense. Like, don't share water bottles. Like, I wouldn't share my water bottle with anyone, so I'm not really sure who is doing that. But uh, yeah, don't share water bottles, and uh, you know, coaches need to keep a distance, and no one else can be near the spar, that sort of thing. So. But it's great that it's like been said that we can go ahead with it now, and it kind of means that obviously we can definitely have fights in the like near horizon anyway. Ellie, for you, you were going to get your first pro uh, fight at home near friends and family. Yeah. I mean, that's going to change, and your friends and family aren't going to be there, and well, unless one of them's holding the spit bucket. They'd be arguing over it, to be honest. They've been giving me offers. Gets you in the garden, doesn't it? Gets you in Hearn's garden. I'd do it. <laughs> Are, are we going to have spit buckets because of mm. coronavirus? Well, at first they said no, didn't they? And it yeah. was like a, all masks and stuff, but they're just going to have a spit bucket, but it's going to be like cleaned in between rounds and stuff, isn't it? That's just weird anyway. Like, you, <laughs> you need a spit bucket. Not, yeah. You just need one. It's got to happen. It's and ridiculous, like, isn't it? Yeah, and also if you've been cleared before the actual fight as not yeah, having coronavirus, stupid. what's the point of not letting you spit in a bucket if you haven't got it anyway? <laughs> I mean, yeah, some of the things that that were being introduced as things that you guys need in the ring and things that you need to perform to your best, really, aren't they? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, you need you need your obviously you need your corner team. 
like so you need your coach and your your cut man those are both really important people obviously they're saying they have to wear masks and stuff like that um and obviously now we do we are allowed the spit bucket thank god um so yeah no i think uh, there's loads of things and wearing gloves in the corner as well they've got to wear gloves uh, but yeah you, you can't have a massive team there in the corner it's just your coach your, your cut man sort of thing uh plus you uh normally you could have maybe a third in the corner just depending but obviously not for these situations so. um ellie you are on the verge of making a pro debut uh hannah you'd had a really good fight before lockdown yeah. i mean it, it was a really really good fight and it was kind of putting you on the way to um becoming a world champion really, again yeah i'm really happy like obviously i'm one of the lucky few people that did actually fight this year uh before we all went into lockdown so uh, obviously i'm pretty blessed for that but you know the beginning of beginning of february i fought at home in scotland for a former world champion and i stopped her in three rounds so i was really pleased with that performance um and i was just setting me up again to uh go towards another world title or even if she did even responded get the rematch from my other one so you know that's it was all like on trajectory for that that's what i was aiming for um so yeah it was a bit gutting when everything kind of got slowed down but i've been working throughout lockdown on various stuff to and i can't wait to get back in the ring i really am quite excited about it so it's going to be a chance to showcase what i've been working on and then go towards getting that next world title which is my main goal main focus and Ellie, let me talk to you about Tokyo because you were in the GB setup and you decided yeah, to turn yeah. pro and kind of go, okay, no to Tokyo. Is that something you're glad you did now? Yeah, do you know what it was? Like, I've said this to a lot of people. It got to the point where I was up there, but like in my body I was there, but in my mind I was somewhere completely else. And I was not in a good place, to be honest, like, as a boxer and as a person. And I felt like a sport I loved, I was hating and something had to change. So... I made the decision, and in hindsight, it looks like a hard decision, do you know what I mean? But what, do you know what? It's been the easiest decision I've made ever. And the way it's planned out now, I feel like it kind of confirmed it. So, yeah, I've had no regrets. Hopefully, you will get that pro fight soon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not to a rake or any garden bloody tool. <laughs> I want it noted that you brought that up, Ellie. It wasn't yeah, your hand. You know what? You're all thinking it. Boxing is one of the sports where you could see a real, real growth mm. in um, women being involved in it. And actually, you can start to see a little bit of grassroots now with girls getting involved in it as well. What's your take on how women's boxing has grown pre-lockdown and then what we need to do to keep growing those opportunities once we start to return to, I hate using this word, a new normal well, I think actually women's boxing is showing a real positive rise right up until uh, lockdown as well. It was it's just going really well and we've got there's so many more girls getting involved with the sport, especially in the UK. Um, right from the, the lower ages all the way up until, you know, people wanting to turn pro from the amateurs. Um, obviously it's been a real spanner in the works for all of the, the Olympic team because like I imagined quite a few of them were gonna turn over after this year. Um I that's what I thought anyway, and just depending on how medals went and things and and I think that that's all been delayed by another year. So that's that's going to have a, a real impact on women's boxing in the UK specifically, because obviously we're, we haven't got that many professional females. Um, and we're always hoping to like kind of bolster the ranks. So I was kind of, I was looking forward to some of the uh, amateur girls turning over after the Olympics. Obviously we've got Ellie early, which is even better. But uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, that has to be 
uh, taken into consideration in the UK. But worldwide, we're starting to get a lot more women involved. And the downside of the coronavirus is that obviously a lot all the shows are going to be shown televised and it'll only be the top sort of the top females that will get a chance to be televised uh, because normally the argument is that you know women's sport uh, women's boxing isn't as popular as men's boxing so i think that <clears throat> there's going to be less female fights shown unless they're real 50-50s or exciting debuts or world title fights so it's um, kind of cutting it down again, which is a bit of a shame. But hopefully, hopefully people have now set, seen how much they enjoy women's boxing and they want to get involved with it more. So hopefully there'll be a, a kind of a cry for it, even though we're kind of got limited numbers. I'm not sure about that, though. And Ellie, a, a lovely compliment there for you from Hannah, wasn't there? <laughs> I'll pay her later. <laughs> <laughs> the amateurs is on par now with the men's I'd say like when you go away it's as many women as you see men so I feel like the amateurs are there and everyone's starting to respect it but then like stepping to the pros I felt like the timing that I turned over it was I couldn't really timed it better you know I feel like women's boxing was on the rise and it was only getting bigger and better obviously with the whole lockdown thing I think in the one sense like Hannah said it, it will be difficult to see the fights but in another sense, sometimes a girl could be on early in the day and they don't get to get on the TV, whereas now you're quite desperate to get coverage. So I feel like if you do get a slot, it's going to get boxing heard a lot more and seen by millions sort of thing. So in one sense, I can see the the uprise, and other is kind of, it's a difficult one. It is a difficult one. Because I read somewhere that the um, they're reducing the number of cards. Five fights, I think it is. Does that give you more opportunities in a way then? I would say so, because if you're one of those five, you're going to be shown, aren't you? And it's going to be, you know, you, you're not on Facebook Live. Do you know what I mean? So you're going to tick that box and you're going to get that exposure. And I feel like with the fights they're going to be making, the careers are going to be moving faster and you're going to be seeing the tasty domestics that you probably wouldn't have seen yet. So, yeah, in one sense, I can see the... The positive. I think, you know, with the, the whole thing where there's like five fights and stuff, and it is great that the girls are going to get on there, but and for the girls, it's actually going to be as well, especially from my point of view, is that the girls often take more 50-50 fights than the guys do because there's, there are yeah. more men to fight. So for us, it's not really a, a change to the program, but for the guys, it's a big change. You know, a lot of them are being forced to take fights. Well, they're not forced, but they're offered, They're getting offers, and the only offers are going to be more 50-50 style fights instead of like chances to really practice uh, with maybe a few more journeymen before they go on to those 50-50 fights. So, uh, whereas girls, there's not enough of us to have that many practices. So I think you just kind of got to get on with it. So, but this new 14-day quarantine for people coming into the country, or for you coming back to the country, I mean, 14 days in quarantine is not the most ideal, is it? No, I'm not really sure. I think I think this is a really delayed sort of reaction by, by the UK, mm. in my personal opinion. I don't really think... There are other countries that aren't doing that anymore, and I don't think we really need to be doing it either. Uh, it's coming way too late in the game. It should have been in much earlier, permanently for a bit, and then now we've got this kind of awkward situation. But especially if you're bringing a fighter in, if they're going to come in for... and they're going to do 14 days quarantine then they better be set up with a bag and somewhere to train because otherwise they're coming into a fight 14 days not having had proper training. Um, and also 14 days is two weeks. So the, before a fight, like the week before you fight, you're kind of tapering down. But that week before that is like your last sort of hard week. So 
you've flown into a country, you're in quarantine, so you're not going to get that same sort of setup, if you know what I mean. I hate to mention it again, Ellie, but we all know about working out from home, don't we? It's yeah. not the most ideal, is it? <laughs> oh. But it, it, it's in all seriousness, training from home, yes, has been good to keep up fitness, but it, it's not what athletes need. It's not the same, not even close. No. You're, like, you're very limited and getting a coach doing, you know, energy around you gives you that extra 10%, which you just can't get out of yourself sometimes in Dubai. It's hard. It's hard. Now, there's been a lot in the media about the fact that women's sport seems to have been being lost. Do you think that this is going to continue do you think more has to be done to kind of get women's sport out there as we come out of lockdown i think it's going to be really difficult because obviously women's sport never has as much funding as the guys so it's and also like all of the big big businesses that normally would fund these sort of things are tightening their belts because of the coronavirus so everybody's been hit really hard with the economy and so like people who would normally say offer money to support some of these teams um they, they they don't have the money so um i think there's been an interesting development uh in scotland where the scottish female domestic teams have just been uh given some money uh to support them uh to get back to training by a philanthropist he's just he's just donated some money to them which has been an amazing like turnaround but if that hadn't happened that it really was not going to go anywhere and these fight these um footballers these female footballers weren't going to be actually able to like go and play or compete or do anything uh so i think it's a serious consideration but it's it's the same sort of problem that we always have it's just coronavirus has now cut off those extra lifelines because people don't physically have the money to offer anymore and for you um ellie as somebody who's moved from amateur to pro obviously under the gb setup there was funding there and everything once you turn pro it becomes you need these fights, you need these these opportunities yeah. to make money, don't you? Massively, you know, like, up there, you've got everything on a plate, you know. You, you've got your, sh- your shopping money, everything, they pay your expenses. You're living like a king, right? It is, it is like that. And you come out into a world that's completely new, and, you know, you get a job, you're like a normal person, which is right and all until you earn your stripes. So, obviously, I've been having to work more hours because... I ain't got the fight coming up and I ain't got a pencil date. So, but I think in a way it kind of adds to it because, you know, you've got that extra bit where, you know, you had to do that. So in a sense, I, I'm happy that I I can say, yeah, I do that to get by sort of thing. So when it comes to giving the opportunity, I make the fully most of it. I know you feel uncomfortable with this, but you have been one of our key workers during this time, haven't you? Oh, <laughs> I, did you I put a terrible joke out yesterday, didn't I, Hannah? Yeah, <laughs> I said I'm gonna be a locksmith because they're key workers, and I've had a mixed mixed approach to it. To be honest, <laughs> very mixed. But I think I'm milking it. I can't say I'm a key worker working in BQ, but I don't know. I mean, people have been doing a lot of DIY of their homes when they've been stuck in it. Every so. person their dogs coming in for garden paint lately. It does my head in. It's been bad. Yeah, I think that's probably quite important that you've been there to help them out because imagine if these people weren't doing DIY, there would be a bit lot more arguments at home. <laughs> so I think it's probably a good yeah. Thing. No, I think so. It's been mental. It's been... Uh, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> Says everything sometimes. <laughs> you mentioned my baggy girl. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> before we get into an actual virtual fight, <laughs> I'm pulling out. 
Um, (laughs) We're now going to move on to the part of our podcast where we kind of um, give the listeners something and we're going to have a bit of a cultural exchange. Okay. It can involve rakes, Ellie. I mean, I'm open to anything. So when we go and compete as a team, we um, give a gift or um, some information from our culture to um, cheerleading teams of um, other countries and they give us a little bit of a taste of their culture as well. So um, I'll start with Hannah. What will be your cultural exchange to give to our listeners uh, this week? Cultural exchange as in where I'm from, like Scotland? No (laughs) effect. It can be anything, the boxing world or Scotland. Uh, Okay, so some a bit of an unknown fact about me and in relation to scotland as well is that i'm actually directly descendant to rob roy mcgregor so he's quite a famous scottish person um and uh yeah no it's a fun fact and uh quite cool um and some interesting past of uh, about my history sort of thing so yeah uh it also adds the whole kind of warrior thing and fighting and stuff like that it just goes hand in hand obviously it's in my blood <laughs> so yeah just kind of pass that bit over i mean ellie how are we feeling now about that bit of uh, scottish information <laughs> i'm just gonna give us your line bro to be honest <laughs> <laughs> how did they start selling it though like or is it no i've told hannah this i keep telling her the sugar-free one don't get me wrong it don't taste the same it does not taste the same it's a cheeky find no yeah there's the culture exchange. Sugar-free iron free. <laughs> Game changer. Cheers, Al. Thanks. I'm, not, I'm getting you a sponsorship, Hannah. I nice. I want a percentage. Absolutely. Done. Do you know what? I, I mean, if Hannah, if Iron Brew started sponsoring you, that would you'd have reached peak Scottish, surely, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Iron Brew, tonics, tea cakes, um, and porridge. Nailing it. I mean, Ellie, you've already given us a little bit of a cultural exchange with uh, sugar-free iron brew. Um, this is a big moment, Ellie. This is the last bit of cultural exchange we're going to have for the season. No pressure. Whoa, whoa, cat for cat. Why did you put me last? <laughs> cat for cat. It <laughs> has to be, innit? This has got to keep people going for about six weeks before we launch season two. So what's your bit of cultural exchange? The pressure's on now, isn't it? <laughs> you can hit me an heartbeat in a minute. <laughs> So it's like a fact about myself. A fact or like a book you've enjoyed reading or a TV programme you've enjoyed watching? Do you watching? know what? This could change people's lives. Really. I've watched, yeah. Everyone's got Netflix, haven't we? Especially at the minute. Afterlife. Have you seen that? Yes. It's so I've good. I've watched it. Hannah, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry. <seen> <laughs> Honestly, it's one of the best. Lo- it covers everything. Light, light, banner, everything. I cried. I laughed. It was mental. It was one of, yeah, I did it in a night as well. Six episodes i think um and it was the best thing i've watched it's become like a lockdown thing hasn't it well apart from hannah i mean she hasn't jumped on the bandwagon yet she's gonna have to change she's gonna have to change do it tonight when i see you next now also no pressure i'm expecting both of you to be brilliant at this um, but we also now, our final section is Matt Talk. Now, Ellie, I'm going to start with you and give Hannah the pressure for this one, okay? Thanks. So that you've, uh, you she know... She saw how I crumbled on the one before. <laughs> this is last podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's so that you each feel the pressure equally. This section, I don't know, you've mentioned watching Netflix. I don't know whether you've watched Cheer on Netflix, but there is a athlete in there called Jerry Harris. He is, like, yeah. the ultimate Mr. Motivator, really. Uh, for his team so this is just like a little bit to leave our listeners with a bit of motivation to get them through well really the next few months okay i need to give them some motivation yeah you need to give them some motivation 
do you know right i think the whole lockdown has put everything into perspective i think like it kind of you've had time to think you've had time to reset and i just feel like you've got to make sure once you come out the other side of everything that you took something from it all because we're never going to have this moment back like i feel like this is going to be something we look back on when our kids have kids like it's going to be something massive and i just feel like in the all the bad that's come with it as long as we can take one thing that you know what i made time for myself here i've changed this little thing about myself just trying to make sure that you do get one good thing out of the the world's gone mad and just make sure you're not the person that goes mad with it that's what i've kind of tried to just live in the present sort of thing because like how you've seen it the world can change just like that and it's been scary but in a sense it's made me readjust and look at things a completely different way you know like without health nothing truly matters and just prioritize yourself sometimes yeah i do feel we're at a moment where in about 100 years time there'll be kids in classrooms studying yeah, learn about corona do you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's madness like we learn about history they're going to be learning about corona and how the world stopped and you know normal will never be the same i don't think the thing is, when we were in school, we'd look at, like, people's old letters and stuff like that. Everybody's going to be looking at our Instagram account. Looking account. at tweets and stuff. <laughs> That's what it's going to get like. Are you regretting any of your tweets now? Just the right one, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Just the right one. The best I can live with. <laughs> and Hannah, now the pressure is on you. Yeah. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Well done, Ellen. We covered everything. That was good. Um, <laughs> Come on then, uh, Hannah. Give us your mat talk. I suppose I think motivational-wise is that, for me, is that we've all managed to kind of get through this one way or another. And it's been a whole different scenario. And you should all be pretty pleased with yourselves for having to be able to adapt to it so well. Humans are naturally quite good at adapting, but sometimes I think we panic about it. And actually, we've done pretty well throughout this whole lockdown. And quite impressed with like the way that people have banded together and supported their their neighbours and the elderly where they live. It's been really nice to hear that and also supporting our NHS. Um, I hope people take from that that, you know, mm. it's great to support the people that have been looking after us all of this time and that, you know, maybe back them a little bit more, which is something that I think is really important. Uh, probably for me, I've taken the most out is that you know, to really appreciate my family and take time to, like, see them a lot more. I saw, I saw my grandparents for the first time this weekend there, and it was just the nicest thing to be able to actually sit there and just enjoy their company. And I'm a, I usually go a million miles an hour, but um, it's nice to just be able to sit still and enjoy the moment of being with people. So, yeah, I enjoy that. That is a brilliant piece of map talk to finish on, Hannah, and Ellie as well. Um both of you, you've been absolutely brilliant final guests for our first season. You have literally uh, knocked it out of the park. Well, let's use a boxing al- analogy. You've delivered the <laughs> knockout blow. Uh, people are going to have wanted it, so I'm giving it to them. <laughs> you know what? I think you should finish the last final word, though, Gemma. What do you reckon, Hannah? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You owned it. You got uh, you got claim this now. <laughs> Uh, final bit of Matt talk for me then. Um, it's hard to believe, but this is now the end of the first season. Uh, and so we're going to yeah. be taking a bit of a break. I'm going to enjoy some sun, which I, th- I think I would say to everybody. <laughs> That's bad timing. I know. Do you know what? I, I'm, I've decided to take a break when we've started to get rain. It's not, you know, the best. So I would probably say to people, um, get out there and enjoy, you know, the outdoors. Um, it's been something that's kept me sane over the last few weeks. 
Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure how successful your outdoor pursuits have been, um, Ellie. But you know, all I would say is yes, um, uh, a kind of um, safety note. You know, stay away from any rakes while you're outdoors. Um, it might not end well. <laughs> but um, yeah, on that note, we will be back in August to bring you more map talk over a cuppa. So keep an eye out on our social media for regular updates and of course please keep listening and interacting with us because we love to get social so as always i'll leave you with one final message and that is to stay safe and stay well and we will meet again next season to champion more of life's cheerleaders thank you